You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. It's Minor Talk. We are live, and we're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency with seven locations across El Paso from the west side of Fabens for home, auto, life, or even commercial insurance. Contact the Oscar Arietta Agency. Check them out on- online at oscararietaagency.com. UTEP, they see their six-game win streak snap tonight against the best team in conference, USA North Texas. 66-58 is the final. Miners proved a lot of things tonight. They proved that they could hang with the best of them, which which maybe a lot of people knew already. They proved that they're a team that's, you know, a fighting team. They they proved that they still have some inconsistencies and things that they need to work on. Uh, and one and, and I mean the stat of the night, it's easy. Stat of the night, 19 turnovers for the Miners, a season high. They needed their cleanest, they needed their best performance of all year long in order to knock off North Texas, and that simply wasn't the case tonight. We didn't see that. Um you, you saw Sule Boom and Jamal B- enemy uh, score and and combine for 37 points for the Miners, but not a lot of scoring production beyond those two guys, and for this one, uh, this is a tough one for Miner fans to swallow, but I, I think it's kind of to be expected, at least from my uh, opinion. I think the Miners showed that uh, they are still a Tier 2 team in Conference USA. There's three teams atop this league in North Texas, UAB, and La Tech. UTEP is 0-3 against the Big Dogs, but they've shown that they can beat the, the, the worst teams and they can beat the teams that are kind of on the level of them so uh, Miners right now will have to regroup ahead of Sunday's game against Marshall and that's where we start things off here on Miner Talk. Our telephone number is 915-880-5763 you can listen in at 600ESPNElPaso.com you could tweet us at 600ESPNElPaso on Twitter Sal Montes co-host here on the show, Angel Munoz joining us and producing the show as well as he's uh, he's partnering up with our, us on the our partner station 95.5 KLAQ this evening so we got a full house tonight and we'd love to take your phone calls Sal I know the first half it was a back and forth game just very close all around and in the second half North Texas just overpowered the miners yeah North Texas was able to play poorly and and still win uh, I mean th- I think a large part of that was uh, the miners being able to to be aggressive on defense, but at the end of the day, North Texas is just an experienced team who knows how to uh, get these wins. And although it, it was tough for the majority of the game, North Texas did make it look kind of easy tonight. I, I think that's just how good of a team uh, that the Mean Green are. But the difference to me in this game is going to be the turnovers. You know, Miners play great defense, but fortunately they, they can't get anything going on offense. And in a game where possessions are extremely valuable, North Texas to take advantage. Uh, North Texas took advantage rather because they. They forced so many turnovers, and I mean, yeah, they were in the miners' face, and they're they're the reason why the miners turned it over a bunch. But there were about you know five or six possessions where the miners kind of just gave it away, and, and that's not going to help out. It's not, Sal, and and they did give it away at, at some degree. It was some of those easy, just easy passes that just didn't go their yeah. way, or you know, just you know, as mental mistakes that just uh, kept happening. And I know a lot of minor fans were locked in on this game. I, I know a lot of minor fans had high hopes for this one after the miners reeled off six straight. And how could you blame them? I mean, the miners win six in a row. They look like the team of destiny in this conference, and they put up a great performance in the first half. So you think you think that the miners 
players can hang with the best and, and, and really beat them. But it's tough for this team. It, it, they're still in year one of Joe Golding. I feel like North Texas is kind of the model. That's what the best yeah. teams in Conference USA should try to model themselves after. Grant McCaslin's teams and you know a lot of balanced scoring. You saw what North Texas did tonight. Four players in double figures. That crowd was hostile. I agree with Joe Golding and what he said. It was a it was a very emotional environment because North Texas had a lot riding on this game. They oh, came yeah. into this one winning eight in a row. They've now won nine in a row. How about this, Sal? Here's the stat you need to know about North Texas. Since starting the season two and three, they started off the year a little shaky. They are now 15-1 and one since. That includes non-conference play. That includes conference play. They've only lost to UAB during that stretch. And that just shows you what a great team this, this group really is. Yeah, and you know what, Adrian? This team could continue rolling. They have Rice up next. After that, they have FAU. Then, uh, of course, they'll get that rematch against uh, UAB, try to get revenge. But uh, just, just kind of looking at things down the, the rest of the way, it, in reality, man, when we look at the top-tier teams, there's only two games left versus those top-tier teams. So they have a good chance at finishing uh, league play with no more than maybe two losses. You know, and, and that's being kind of generous. The way that this team plays, they could probably uh, run the table uh, the rest of the way. No, I'm with you on that. And I, I want to ask you this. Since you mentioned uh, some of the other games that the Tier 1 teams have, I want to ask you this. Do you think the Miners beat North Texas the next time? They have them at the Haskins Center. I believe mm-hmm. it's one of the last games of the still, season. I think it's senior day, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one, it is maybe the last game of the year. Maybe the Miners can pull off. Yeah, it is Saturday, March 5th against North Texas. Can they pull that one off at home? You know what? I got to stick with what I said earlier. Just because they lost today, uh, I, I can't change my mind. I, I got to stick with it, whether I'm right or I'm wrong. That's just how it's got to be. I, I said they would split against North Texas, but also, too, at, at – you know, at that point in the season, will North Texas even have the for sure they'll have a, a top four seed locked in. That's without a doubt. But will that number one seed essentially be, you know, kind of in their in their mm. favor? I don't know if that would hold any weight. It, That's it, a good it, point. It, for being real, but um I, I did say that they would split and I gotta stick with it. I can't just change it after one game. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I'll see. Our telephone number is 880-5763. That's a telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's start off on the phones right now as we welcome on Al, who's joining us first on Minor Talk. 880-5763, two lines available. Good evening, Al. How's it going? It's going all right, man. Um, the game result probably wasn't uh, what we would have liked to to have been, but I think the guys are – playing a lot better. I've been watching this team all season and they're getting way better. Oh yeah, I mean they're lo- they lost tonight, but I still thought they showed a lot of fight and if you just look at the past couple games, Al, I mean this team really showed a lot of fight. This this team proves that they can be up there among some of the best. And I'm not saying they are the best. There's a big difference between those two statements right there. I feel like this basketball team is right above the middle of the pack. And what more could you ask for in year 1 of a new coach? Well, I mean, I agree. They're doing fantastic compared to the beginning of the season. And I watched UTEP with uh, Coach Haskins, with uh, Rabidou, with Sadler, with Gillespie, with Barbie, with Terry, with Floyd. And this coach, I think, I think he's the real deal. I mean, you can see that uh, good coaching improves the players improve with good coaching. Um, and, and I got to say that, like, with Terry, it was just bad. 
bad. They got worse when they were with him. So what you see now is guys starting off the season a little shaky and getting better. I mean, all the guys have improved. All of them have. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Hey, Al, uh, do they win sat- uh, Sunday? Do they beat Marshall and bounce back? They beat Marshall on Sunday by 500. <laughs> I like that. Right, hey, great job, Al. Appreciate the <laughs> phone call, man. Thanks for getting in on the show. 8805763. That's our telephone number to get in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Got a lot of tweets to get to, but before we get to anything on Twitter, let's keep it moving with the phones. We got two lines available. If you'd like to talk about this UTEP team, now's the time to do it. Time to check in with our guy Ronnie. It's been a while. Good to hear from you, Ronnie. How's it going, man? It's going right. How about you guys? We're doing fine, Ronnie. What'd you think of this game? Give give us the latest. Um, you know, I can see why North Texas beat Purdue, and I can see why they're so good at Conference USA. Uh, for a team that's got nothing but, you know, um, minority athletic kids, they play at such a slow pace that you wouldn't expect that. They almost play like Bo Ryan's old-school Wisconsin teams, and that's just hard to replicate on a one- or two-day turnaround for kids, right, where you're in go-go-go mode. But now, you know, you really got to grind it out in the half court. Last year, you saw him throw it down at Simmons or let uh, Javon Hamlet cut back door and make plays in the half court. Did, did, you know, tonight it was Bell and, and Uzman clean of rebounds. But that, that's really tough for teams to prepare for, man, because you don't, when you think of basketball being up and down sport, you don't think of it being played this way. And especially not when you look at North Texas, you think, okay, these guys are going to get up and down. They're going to want to, you know, challenge and do some things. But they really play at such a controlled pace. That that's going to be hard to prepare for on such a short trip. Um, I I think Joe Golden 100 uh, percent is the guy for this job, but I just wish that he would fully embrace that this team is a defensive team. And what I mean by that is, he should just be pressing all freaking game. Don't wait till the last two minutes when you're down eight or ten or twelve. Just press all game because that's what that's how they're going to beat people. Like their offense isn't good enough as a whole. You're asking. JB and, and Sule to go out and basically outscore everybody else's teams and, and win you games. And, and, and I get that JB had a great match the other night and Sule had one a couple of days ago. And sometimes that'll happen against, you know, teams that aren't at your level. But against the LaTex, against the UNTs, just press them all game. Just play defense, pick up fouls, make it tough, you know, contest everything and, and just sloppy the game up. But if nothing else, a team like UNT tonight, speed those guys up because you can't allow UNT to walk the ball up and play at their deliberate pace that that is going to that is going to kill anybody that that will kill anybody because you just don't see that in basketball where you can replicate that so that's a team that you definitely want to speed up and disrupt and I just wish Golding would just say you know what we're a team by committee we've got some guys coming in out of the lineup with injuries and COVID and everything else who cares let's just muddy the game up and let's just speed people up and let's just press people all freaking game I would love to see Golding go to that at some point because I do think that that's how they would be able to overcome some of their shortcomings and give a UAB, give a La Tech, give a North Texas a, a, a real run for their money um, when it comes down to winning against those superior type teams. 
You know, good points, Ronnie. I want to touch on your first one, talking about the North Texas offense, the pace that they play. You know, I I really appreciate that, too. I think that uh, North Texas, they're an established program. I mean, there's a reason why they've won nine straight and uh, have won uh, 15 of 16 after starting off two and three this season. There's a reason why they're the top team in Conference USA, and probably there's a reason why Grant McCaslin won't be coaching this team next year. But how about that defense? I mean, what they did defensively tonight, against the Miners. First, they shut down Jamal Bienemy in the second half where he was 0-4 from the floor after starting off 15, with 15 points and just looking red hot. They let Sule get all the shots he wanted and they dared uh, everybody else to beat them other than Jamal Bienemy. So, credit to North Texas on adjusting against UTEP in the second half. And what you're talking about in pressing all game, I, I've been wondering about this too, Ronnie, because in big games, in, in the games like this one, against La Tech or against UAB, I'm waiting for Joe Golding to throw the kitchen sink at some team and, and really do what he needs to defensively in order to cause fits all game long. I think we're going to see that in the Conference USA tournament. That's that, that's in my head where he's saving it. It's kind of like the ace in his back pocket. It's the Calvin Brownholtz 51-yard pass to Trent Thompson when you think it's a run up the middle. It's the kind of surprise thing that no one's really looking for. Uh, but I think that's coming down the line. I, I really do. I agree with you completely because whether it's press, whether it's a different style of, I don't know, a different set of defense or, or whatever, I, I feel like there's a gimmick coming from this Joe Golding squad when they play it in a bigger game come here uh, here in a couple weeks i kind of disagree with you golden seems to be a creature of habit and when you talk about pressing for an entire game as opposed to the last couple of minutes like your kids have, have to be conditioned mentally and physically to do that you can't just throw that on in a whim especially on a on a single elimination tournament like that, that that's a lot of pressure to put 19 and 20 21 year olds under right like at this point at that point in the season in march you kind of are what you are you know, and so if he's going to do that, he he's have to start doing that now. But the fact that he hasn't, if you think about this year and last year, both UNT games were one the same, man. They threw it to guys on the block. They let them go one on one, and they made plays yet again on Verhoeven. Last year it was uh, it was the, the big licensed kid Zachary Simmons making plays on Verhoeven. Tonight it, it, it was Bell making plays on Hollis, and, and Uzma. It, it's it's the same thing. And I just think that when you press, because UTEP doesn't have the front court stoppers and the front court guys other people do when you press it doesn't allow you know Kenny Lofton to get that easy pass right now they got to throw an extra two inches over the top and maybe it's not there it's not perfect same thing with North Texas and so it takes away the guards ability to just kind of dribble up shot fake sweep and just boom dump it into a guy where he catches it right in his comfort zone and I just would love to see Goldie and I don't pretend to know more than Goldie I don't pretend to know more than Terry I just would love to see this team because that's what they are as a defensive team. That's their claim to fame, right? They only give up 60-something points. Just press people, especially the good teams, because guess what? If you're going to tell me that Verhoeven is going to go one-on-one on the block or Hollins is going to go one-on-one on the block with superior post-player guys, I'm telling you, UTEP's already lost that game before it started. Yeah. Those guys just aren't those type of dudes to stop real dudes on the block, you know? And so I would just love to see them go full out. Okay, we're going to play 8, 9, 10, whatever guys it is, and we're just going to, we're just going to muddy this game up, and we're going to see if the other team – bites or folds before we do. All you got to do is be tougher than the guy in front of you for longer than the guy in front of you. That's it. All right. Yeah, I got you. Hey, Ronnie, you coming this weekend after all, or you're not coming to the 915? No, I'm not coming to the 915. Oh, man. It's because we're not doing minor talk talk. after the show, so no worries. Exactly why. If you're doing minor talk, I'd be there. But I'll be there to end the season when you got the rights in North Texas for senior night and 
essentially Sule Boone's probably last game as a minor. I'll be there for that for sure. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you then. And uh, looking forward to that, Ronnie. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks Absolutely. for. Th- all right, thanks for calling in. Uh, let's keep it moving. 8805763. That's our telephone number as we continue. A lot of tweets to get to, but before we do that, let's keep the phones going. Hunter is joining us next on the phones. 8805763. Hunter, good evening. What's going on, my man? Not a whole lot. How are you guys doing? Doing fine, Hunter. Doing fine. What'd you think of this one? Man, I, th- I thought it was good, man. Um, you know, how quickly we get spoiled with a six-game win streak, and now we expect them to beat everybody they play, you know, so I think that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Hunter, I put up a poll today. I expected it to be 50-50 on just asking for quick predictions. 71% of the votes said UTEP was winning today. So, yeah, uh, this uh, fan base holds this team to a high standard after a six-game win streak. We got short memories around here. I guess we forget the struggles against UC Riverside and and the likes of those. You know what I mean? Think yeah. of where this team is in in in, in, the, in one season. It's the same season. Exactly. In the middle of the same season with those with the struggles with the same players, and and minus minus arguably their best players still. So you know we've been spoiled. We expect a little too much, which is good. You, programs winning programs should have expectations. Um, you know, but uh, we haven't been a winning program in a while, so I don't, I don't know why uh, we're disappointed at losing to a team that is no doubt the top team in the conference. And I think one thing that UTEP proved today is they belong near that top, the top of the conference. They sat there, they went toe to toe with them, and uh, and there's there's not a whole lot of separation between the two. I think we saw that. Uh, it was a battle the whole game, and it comes down to a couple possessions at the end, and and UNT just got the better. Of you know, and I, I used to share Ronnie's sentiments earlier in the year, you know, when they struggled offensively and things weren't going. I said, you know, change it up, you know, pick up the pace, press, do something. But that that's not who they are. That's not the type of ball that Joe Golding plays. So I disagree also with something you said. You think he'll pull it out for the conference tournament. Why would he change who the team is during the tournament? That, that's not them. They're not, you're, you're not just going to magically see a different team, a different Scheme, a different strategy, you're going to see the same team. And every game is a big game for this team. It's not like these people that they've beat these last six games are, are uh, below UTEP. You know, those were tough wins that they had to scratch and claw and fight for, and they, they played some close games and they came out on top. So, you know, this, he's getting the most out of this team. How can we complain about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that because you're seeing guys develop under this system and under this coaching staff, which is something we couldn't say last year, and and we're seeing expanded roles from some of these guys that we didn't see last year. I mean, I'll get I mean a perfect example, and we talked about this off air, so it's it's no news. But Titus Verhoeven, who struggled in the month of December, struggled early January, he picked it up in these past seven games, and that's impressive from a big man who could have easily checked out. I mean, he could have said, "Forget this year, I, I'm." done you know I'm I'm tired of this new system and Joe Golding could have done the same thing hey he's not my guy he's a Rodney Terry guy I'm gonna move on I'll, I'll go after a different big and I'll ride with other guys but uh it seemed like they they uh meshed down the line which is good for this team uh you've seen a whole new Jamal Bienemy that we never saw under Terry and and we've seen uh development and growth from a lot of these players so 
I, I think the the general. I mean, I mean, bigger picture. It's positive. It's it's positivity about this team because this is year one. I mean, they they weren't supposed to be where they're at right now in year one, and and I think that's great. An overachievement in year one is where UTEP fans hope this team would be, and I, I think realistically they thought this team would finish middle of the pack. It's looking like they're going to finish above the middle of the pack, maybe fourth or fifth, and when it's all said and done. Well, you you remember eight games ago when they had a loss, and I can't remember who it was to. Charlotte? You were asking, maybe. You were asking whether they'd even get to 15 wins. And, you know, there's 14. They're obviously going to get to that mark, barring some sort of collapse. But I think what you're seeing is uh, Joe Golding's a high-character person. He, he You can just see it. You know it when you talk to the guy. And he's making these guys into high-character guys. So they, they just keep fighting. They're going to keep coming at you. They're going to dirty that game up. They're going to make the other team earn it. And UNT earned it today. They did not get a win. They went out and they won the game. Good on them. They were not given the game. And Ronnie made some good points. They were relying a little too much on Sule and, uh, and Jamal. But that's who they are. They're two of the best guards in the conference. And you have other people stepping it up. You know, And that's the beauty of it. You need others to step up. So one game it might be Sibley. The next game it might be Hollins. Maybe it's uh, who who else came up big one game? You know, yeah, you, you, it's you Satterfield. Get, you you could you name yeah, it, exactly. and they've got balance. Exactly. So there's options now. When at the beginning of the year, it didn't seem like they had any options. So I think they're going to be okay, man. Uh, Verhoeven, I love to see him playing tougher, and he's battling and and really a mismatch, poor guy, and he's 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 holding his own. So what more do you want? The defense is is going to keep them in games. They, they kept UNT in the 60s. Yeah, they, they scored in the 50s, but that's the type of game it was. So I think that's going to be the, the way it is the rest of the, the year, and I think they at least get one win in the conference tournament. This, this is a, they're overachieving, and this, this, this fan base should be proud of it, should back it up, support it, and, and go out there and, and really show these guys that, that they're appreciated and we support them. Good mic drop. Appreciate it, Hunter. You have a great night, man. Thanks for the phone call, and thank you so much for weighing in. I I, I think it's a really good mic drop by Hunter because I, I think that's a good thing for minor fans to just keep in mind. Look at where this team was last year. Look at where they're at right now, and um, you know they're overachieving up to this point. Now I, I agree with him too. Barring a massive collapse, this team should overachieve when it's all said and done. Uh, in my preseason prediction, I said seventeen and thirteen, and with winnable games against Southern. Marshall, Rice, that seems attainable. But now with 50-50 games at home or at home against UAB, at home against uh, a team like North Texas, and then two road games against Louisiana Tech and Middle Tennessee, who's to say they can't win more than 17 games, Sal? And I, if they win a game in the conference tournament, man, yeah, how many times have we we've been complainers left <laughs> and right for this team not winning in the conference tournament? It's been way too long, and, and that's inexcusable. But it's been way too long since UTEP has at least won a game in the conference USA tournament. Yeah, that's something they definitely got to get under their belt. Um, no matter how well they perform in the regular season, I think they've shown who who they can be. So to kind of cash it in right now and say they've overachieved, I'm not really buying into that too too okay, much because okay. I think this team does have the potential to. To get a game in the conference tournament and I think that should be uh, the focus at the end of the regular season so where I'm kind of leaning towards is can they get to 20 wins uh, it's, nice. it's going to be tough I think at the end of the regular season they may have somewhere around 18 or something but getting to 20 I think is going to be uh, uh, I don't want to say the benchmark for, 
benchmark for success, but I think it would be the the very very nice cherry on top. So fourteen games, they're fourteen and nine. They have seven games left. So you got to win six of their last they, seven to well, try to try to go twenty wins. Well, I'm saying that they could probably finish around eighteen or nineteen after the end okay. of the regular season, yeah. and then in conference tournament play, saying. can they get that twentieth? You know, let's say they're at eighteen, and then they get that first conference win of conference tournament win. I mean, I'm thinking way far ahead. <laughs> but, no, but seriously. But, I mean, seriously, though, let's say they, they finish with 18 regular season wins. They get one game in the conference tournament. Now they're at 19. Can they get that next one to get to 20? Or let's say they get hot and finish with 19 regular season and get one in the conference tournament. And, uh, I mean, they get their 20th win at that point. So that's really what I'm looking forward to because I think I've seen, uh, at least in my opinion, what I've seen so far from this team is who they can be. And that defense that they have is going to give them a good chance. But can they clean up the mistakes on some of the other parts of their game to be successful? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question right now. And let's see if they can uh, get back to their their true f- or what we saw was their previous form. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As we continue, six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We've got a couple calls to get to, a bunch of tweets to get to as well. But we're gonna take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're gonna get some more phone calls, more tweets. We also have our awards in the game that uh, from uh, from this game that we'll hand out after this one our hot hand of the game brought to you by our good friends at wind supply el paso and our guys at keith southwest bring us the player of the game we're going to take a time out right now as you're listening to minor talk presented by the oscar at the agency right here on 600 espn el paso all right welcome back minor talk continues he's sal montes he's angel muñoz i'm adrian Bradis as we take you through uh, UTEP loss after this one. 66-58 is the final. North Texas snaps UTEP's six-game win streak. North Texas has now won nine in a row. If you'd like to talk about it, uh, give us a call, 880-5763. We've got two lines available. If you'd like to talk some UTEP hoops, uh, the Miners will turn around and take on Marshall on Sunday. No game Thursday, kind of a weird week, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. Got a lot of tweets to get to. We've got Ed hanging on line one as well Uh, but first let me get to two tweets and then we'll get to ed uh this one from pinky i want to comment but it's best i don't no comment picks up hashtag minor talk uh he commented uh daniel tweets the show hashtag minor talk not bad the miners can run it with the top teams just need more players to really start to make an impact they're getting there much better showing than that 30 point loss from last year we were talking about that yeah, game. Yeah, he's not wrong. Way, way big difference. I mean, you were able to see UTEP take control early on, but North Texas is just, I mean, they're they're just so far ahead of everybody that they, I don't want to say they can play poorly because they did not play poorly today. I mean, they, they gritted it out, but they can, they can skate by by not being as efficient as they normally are because that's just how good they are. And, I mean, if it comes down to a game where they got to play defense, they can win that game. If they want to, you know, run up and down the floor and outscore another team, I mean, it's not really their their major game, but they can get by on doing that. They have a great list of talent on that roster. So, uh, yeah, North Texas just uh, just in class of their own. Yeah, and, and the Miners proved that they could hang with them, at yep. least for a little bit. So, yeah, most definitely. Let's get to Ed, who's joining us on the phone lines. 880-5763. Two lines available. Now is the time to give us a call. Ed, what's happening, man? How are you? Ed, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Oh, good. Hanging in there. I'll tell you what, that defense in the second half was just, it. I mean, it, it's like it got five times more intensive. It was just 
it was intense. They took the enemy out of the game. They didn't, they didn't even, uh, when there was a pick, they wouldn't even ignore the player that they were releasing off the pick. They were just completely, there was two guys on the enemy, and he was trying to go around. And, I mean, they even the guy that was defending the enemy did really good. <clears throat> you know, I think when we get to that last game of the season and we have to play him again, I think Jeff Golding and the Miners are going to be ready, and there's going to be some strategy to release our players and leave them, give them some better shots. But I'll tell you what, for me, that defense was just stifling. And if you take three or five of those turnovers away, I mean, this is a very close game. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud. But I'll tell you what, that defense in the second half was just intense. That's the way I look at it. No doubt, and I, I look. You know how I look at it, and I, I've been, I've been clear on this. I, I think North Texas is the model, Ed, and I think UTEP can try to get there to some, at some point under Joe Golding. At least, you know, as far as what we've seen so far from this staff and uh, how they develop players and how they go through on throughout the season and how they play on the road. I mean, that's another thing. They're playing in a hostile environment where North Texas is. Their fans are going crazy and, and they're cheering left and right. There were some uh, good UTEP fans out there. Tonight as well, but I'm with you. Whether it was guarding ball screens very well by uh, the Mean Green, or you know, it was the takeaways that they had 12 different steals in this game. North Texas clamped down defensively, and UTEP's not the greatest offensive team to begin with. They still shot 55% on the road, 40% from beyond the arc, which was uh, yeah, it's impressive to some level. But at, at the same point, it just wasn't enough for this North Texas team. I, I think it's a different game when North Texas comes here to close out the season, uh, but I also think this is a very, very tough team. I, I agree with you, and I think Jeff Golding is doing a great job at sucking everything he can out of this team and making him peak, and he knows that, and this is going to be just a little bit better of a team because they've improved so much, and we, they proved that they're, they can compete with anybody in the league, and I like that, but I'll tell you what, i got to be honest, that defense was just very intense in the second half, but I'm proud of the Miners. And Jeff Goldie said in his pregame uh, speech, he goes, "We are going to be a better team, win or lose." So he knew he knows what he's talking about. I'm very happy with Jeff Golding. And I'm very excited for the rest of the way with the Miners. All right, great job, Ed. Thanks for the call, man. Um, you know, I I actually liked. It. Wait, wait. Let's run with this, Sal. Let's run with this because yeah. you and I looked at each other. I, I think Joe Golding when they win, Jeff Golding when they lose. Let's call him Jeff Golding when, <laughs> when, they, when the Miners fall. Ed, come on, man. You're the biggest Miner fan we know. <laughs> Jeff Golding, he's been here almost a year. Uh, I, I have no no <sighs> excuse other than this is a guy who's just uh, caught in the Golding madness itself. So not, not, I'm not going <laughs> to harp on my Eddie. man, Eddie Mack. No, it's all good. Ed, Eddie, it's all good. It, it's okay, man. But uh, I like the Jeff Go- What do you think about that? Maybe alter it's ego? the alter ego, yeah. And he's wearing the sombrero, that kind okay. of that kind of thing. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I like it. Hey, at good <laughs> points though, and I'm with you. I think that you know what Joe Golding said after the game was real nice. I mean, I it's it's very admirable because I really like what he said about hey, we're going to be a better team tonight. We'll be a better team as soon as they step on the bus. I love that quote because when he what he's basically saying right there is win or lose, this team right here has earned value. I mean, has has really learned valuable lessons on the road, yeah. whether it be the game against Rice or how they had to start preparation against North Texas, suddenly stop, 
preparation against North Texas because of inclement weather when this game got rescheduled to tonight and then restart their prep yesterday. I mean, Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah. So this is, I mean, for the Miners to have this kind of turnaround, very impressed. I mean, I, I, I know that a lot of fans wanted them to take this game on the road. I think it's they're just maybe a year or maybe a player away. But uh, I think that, that that's kind of the bottom line. The 19 turnovers, you're not going to win a game like that. Yeah, especially against a team like North Texas. I mean, UTEP can get by on on their defense for only so long, but at, at some point, you got to be able to score. You got to be able to finish and transition. And another thing too, aside from the turnovers, Adrian, I think with North Texas, they're just so far above everybody else that they prepare for offensive rebounds. And I don't mean like, oh, everybody has to go crash the board. They were already in position. They were about maybe three or four, maybe even more than that, but possessions where UTEP played great defense. They were able to deny, 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 force North Texas to take a bad shot, which is very tough to do. But North Texas misses a shot, and they have two guys down low already in position. And it wasn't like they had to um, fight for that 50-50 possession. It basically fell in their hands because they were they were set on being in the right place at the right time, more times than not. And, and that's just a credit to uh, – to coach um, to North Texas, Coach McCaslin, they're doing an amazing job over there. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. If you would like to weigh in, six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. But you're right. 11 points in second chance uh, situations for the Mean Green. They had 11 points off eight offensive rebounds. So, yeah, it just shows you right there. That's a that's a disciplined team. I, I'm with you completely, Sal. Uh, Tristan Pence tweets the program. Two key, st- key stats in the game. UTEP, 19 turnovers. North Texas, 9. UNT, 27 free throw attempts. UTEP, only six attempts. One team was allowed to play physical and the other was not. Thus is life on the road in Conference USA. Hashtag minor talk. <laughs> Eric Bernal loved our <laughs> Jeff Golding. <laughs> um, I, uh, something, I, I still can't get over that. That's Eddie, great. come on, man. You're the biggest UTEP fan we know. <laughs> um uh, going to Tristan's tweet, I, I can't. I gotta hold myself in. Uh, going to Tristan's tweet, I don't agree with. I agree with those are the key stats, the attempts, and then the turnovers and stuff like that. I'm gonna. T- I'll tell you this. I get it. Conference USA has the worst refs in the country. You go to a home game at the Haskins Center, you're gonna leave super frustrated at the zebras, the the fo- you guys who are yeah. you know dressed. Just in, got off work from Foot Locker. Yeah, just got got off work from Foot Locker exactly. But I, I'm not gonna not. I guess that you can not. You you definitely can. Uh, argue that the refs and the officiating was questionable, but I'm holding UTEP accountable for not getting to the free throw uh, line enough. They they have to go and attack the it's paint. Been, they mm. have to want, be the ones who draw the foul, and they tried. There were t- attempts when they did it, but w- when they didn't get the call, they wouldn't go to that same thing, where Sule Boom would drive to the hoop, he'd, he'd complain that he didn't get the call. Yeah. yeah, he'd complain that he didn't get the call, and then he would he would attempt a three on the next possession. Keep attacking. Keep going for the paint. And, and that's the key. I I mean, it's been a trend, I want to say maybe since conference play started, maybe a little bit before that. But either way, though, UTEP definitely lacking uh, the numbers and the free throws. And I 
I mean, yeah, the refs are terrible, but at the same time, you still got to continue to try to play your game. Don't deter from your game just because it's not going your way with a couple of times when you attack. UTEP is an aggressive team. You got to attack, attack, attack. How many times were North Texas attacking and, uh, you know, UTEP a little bit aggressive and no whistle was blown? You know? Yeah. And when we look at the uh, the free throw numbers for North Texas, yeah, they shot 27, but they missed 10 of those. You have a chance to go ahead and and be more aggressive and, and slow the game down, especially when possessions are so valuable. Slow the game down. If you can't get get a point from a bucket, get to the line and get those buckets. Yeah, do it. I mean, and that they've slowed the game down before. That's why I'm so I was so uh, I was questioning that so yeah. much by the miners in this one, just not attacking enough. But hey, they, they're going to get better from this. I understand. We're just we're nitpicking at all yeah. these things, and and I think that's you know it's something that Joe Golding said earlier today as well. Uh, Jonathan Byers tweets the show. I'm having trouble remembering if Satterfield is able to score by driving to the basket and laying it up, or if he's just a 3 and D player. Refresh my memory. I would say this, uh, JB, I would say that Satterfield isn't your your layup specialist. He's not going to be the one who drives and then pulls up and, and hits a shot like that. No, he's a catch-and-shoot player. He doesn't create his own shots. He has others create the shots for him. Uh, and right now, Satterfield is kind of buried. I, I mean, Sal, he's uh, I, I heard the stat from Tysher. I don't know how many games it's been, but it, it's definitely, um, you know, more than two or th- uh, more than two or three games where Satterfield has just a combined one field goal made. And so he's got, oh, yeah, he's got to find his stride at some point. He's just not getting open. It's not really his fault. It's just the, the playbook is out against Satterfield. He's going to wait in the corner. He's going to be the catch and shoot player. So as soon as he gets the ball, you have to get a hand in his face and you can't let him go. You can't help out, um, you know, J- help uh, d- defense with JB or with Sule. You have to be keen on uh, on uh, J- Jamal, uh, Jarrell Satterfield, and that's why he hasn't been able to shine. Now, my thing is with Jarrell Satterfield, if this isn't his thing right now, if he's getting shut down offensively with scoring and shooting the ball, he's got to evolve. He's got to adapt, and he's got to find a way to be valuable offensively for the minors in other ways than this. Maybe it's crashing the boards, getting rebounds, and uh, getting UTEP some second-chance points. Maybe it's him uh, being extremely efficient on defense, or maybe it's him being a better facilitator. But, Sal, he's got to bring something else. And I know he's he's a specialist. He's a sharpshooter. He's yeah. a 3-and-D guy. I get it. But you you got to get something else out of him. And he's great. I love Satterfield. Yeah, I think he's definitely got to move the ball a bit more, but also, too, uh, be quicker in, in the decision-making as well. I think that's something that I was kind of like, he's he's getting a little bit better at it, but at the same time, though, when when UTEP's offense is not generating those buckets, they got to come from somewhere at some point. And with, with Satterfield, he's... What we've seen so far has kind of been more of that catch-and-shoot quick release, which is awesome, but when that isn't able to function because you're getting those hands in your face, make a quick move, set some more screens, cut to the hoop, find other ways to score. I think when it comes to the offense, UTEP just has to be as creative as possible if they're not going to be sticking to their their guns, which is, as a team, uh, being aggressive and attacking the cup. I'm with you on that, Sal. Uh, 880-5763, that's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. At 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A couple other tweets to get to. I don't even know what this handle is. It says yuck on, uh, I'm just going to just say yuck. I'm just going to say this is from yuck. It says, (laughs) what did Ronnie mean by Sule Boom's last game as a minor? Hashtag minor talk. 
well, he means that he thinks Sule Boom's leaving after this year. That was ro- what Ronnie was trying to uh, insinuate and hint at. He thinks that Boom is gone, no doubt about it, after this season. Uh, I don't have any prediction on who's who's going, who's staying, who's leaving, all that kind of stuff. I know we predi- we usually kind of throw our predictions at the end of the season just based on yeah. who's maybe who maybe needed more shots or, you know, whatever. But... I, I think that's what Ronnie thinks right now, and so that's exactly what he meant by boom. He'll be there to see Boom's last game as a minor. Um, going to Dan Davila, who tweets us: the rest of the team just needs to step up. Can't just win with three players, and maybe the fourth player is on the horizon. Sal, yeah. I heard I heard a little rumor over the weekend oh, after man. Rice, and I, I this is unconfirmed. I will tell you that I will tell you this when this is. This is confirmed when I go to practice tomorrow or Wednesday, but I'm hearing some good buzz around Keontae Kennedy. Nice. That that would be awesome if they're able to get them back. Nothing's been confirmed. This is this is I just mean, rumors right now. We hear a lot of rumors on this show. Yeah, if the miners are able to get uh, Keontae Kennedy back, that's huge because you need as much uh, as many bodies as possible. But this is a guy who I've stated before is probably the best overall player. And when UTEP as a team right now is kind of embodying that in a way, um, you want the guy who's going to be able to. Uh, participate in every aspect i guess I, i'm running no you're out right, of words right, you're right. There, but that's the guy who's going to be the the heart and soul of this minor team because we talk about those 50 50 plays who's the number one guy that's going to be in the mix of all that to get those keontae kennedy we need utep uh, we're talking about how utep needs to get bigger and get more rebounds who's their best rebounder keontae kennedy yeah they, they need a guy who's going to be solid on defense or another uh solid defender out there Who's their best defender overall? Keontae Kennedy. So I can't wait until he gets back. I don't know when, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know when it's going to be either. It could be Sunday against Marshall. It could be you know next week uh, when the Miners have a pivotal, pivotal road swing against Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Could be that week. Could be uh, the end of February. Kind of like what Joe Golding hinted at earlier this this uh, you know a couple weeks ago in his radio show, where he said, "Hey, best case scenario, middle to late February if that if uh, Keontae Kennedy indeed comes back." So some positive and encouraging news at least, but. Uh, We'll kind of see. We'll we'll see what ends mm-hmm. up happening. I think this week will give us a lot of clarity on this. 880-5763, that's our telephone number as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A lot of tweets to keep uh, to get to uh, here on the show. Sleepy Kev 5 tweets us, at Kevin. Honestly, despite the loss, I'm still very positive of this team moving forward. We proved in the first half we could compete with them. It's just learning how to be consistent throughout the full 40 minutes. Do we win this game? With a healthy Keontae. Hashtag minor talk. We'll find out. Well, we might find out. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. Uh, a lot of people are, I think Jeff Golding is now trending on Twitter. Uh, shout out, Ed. This is amazing. All right, I'm going to reel off some tweets. Eric Bernal, Jeff Golding with the laughing emoji. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, Leo underscore minor fan. I like it too. Jeff Golding when they lose. Joe Golding when they win. Kind of like when you scolded a child and called them by their full name. Kind of, sort of. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, this is from me. Mr. E at Edward R eight eight five eight nine two five zero three. Come on, Ed. Jeff Goldblum, hashtag minor strong. <laughs> UTEP gets the rematch at 600 ESPN El Paso. Those okay. are so, those are such great, such great tweets to get to that, man. I love those. And Joe Chacon <laughs> tweets the show frustrating watching this team commit so many turnovers. They win this if they have half 
of what they did. Still learning the Joe Golding system and watching this team evolve, and it will be great. Now, hashtag beat Marshall, hashtag pack the Don, hashtag reppin' from Cali now, hashtag Brock is in tra- Brock is training the next OG Zane. I don't this is hilarious. Uh Joe Chacon <laughs> with his hashtags. Uh Leo underscore minor fan tweets us saying, um, he sent out a tweet earlier in the week saying soon, haha, I'm thinking it's Thursday in regards to Keontae Kennedy. Interesting. So okay. Keontae's maybe even made this public. So I'll go check out this t- uh, tweet by Keontae. Uh, that's great news for the miners and their fans to know uh, that Keontae Kennedy had maybe even tweeted out some wor- some encouraging words. So Sal, if that's the case... Hey, I mean, getting Keontae Kennedy back sooner rather than later, that's that's excellent. Yeah, number one, you need him out there on the floor. But uh, matter of fact, that's number two. Number one is uh, that he's healthy in the first place. You know, a guy who's had a, a very, very uh, promising career, you know, shown flashes of, of a guy who could be that piece for a team. So you just want to make sure that he's healthy and ready to go above all. I don't see a tweet uh, in the last four days. However, it doesn't mean that he didn't tweet it. Maybe I'm not seeing it or something like that. Uh, if you see that, send it my way. Uh, send it my way, Leo. I, I would appreciate that so that I could read it out here. But that that is awesome news. So I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me know. We'll keep it moving. 8805763. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Adrian at EnemyWin3 tweets us, Not sure what game Hunter was watching. North Texas played poorly and still won by 10. Miners played tough but they are still not on the same level as North Texas. Um, interesting, interesting point there by Adrian at Enemy Win 3. I mean, I, I still think UTEP is in the Tier 2, so I'm I'm kind of, I somewhat agree with that, but I also think UTEP can at least compete with the big dogs, which is mm-hmm. something that we haven't been able to say in a long time. I mean, they, they uh, had no chance last year, zero whatsoever. Oh, here, here this is. Uh, this is actually a response where he says, that's six in a row. Minor Joe tweets uh, Keontae Kennedy, when are you set to come back? And then Keontae replied, soon. Well, that's, that's pretty ambiguous it's right vague, there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But but either way, we'll, we'll find more – We'll find out more this week at practice. Either way, we'll 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 report on it this week in sports talk. So we'll find out. So we'll find like out it. about Keontae. Yeah, that's a guy that that I can't wait to see back. But I mean, I don't even know, man. I'm just excited. I yeah, I'm with you on that. Sal. Words, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are no more tweets to get to. So if you'd like to give us a call, eight eight zero five seven six three. Let's take a timeout right now. We're gonna wrap things up with our awards next on the program. It's not Joe. It's not Jeff Golding. Come on. It's not Joe Golding. It's Jeff Golding. What do you mean? (laughs) UTEP falls to North Texas 66-58. We'll hand out some awards next. Uh, We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency as you're listening to Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right. Welcome back. Minor Talk continues. He's Angel Munoz along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. North Texas defeats UTEP 66-58. We're presented by the Oscar Adi at the agency. Our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game award coming up along with our Keats Southwest player of the game. But before we do that, a couple storylines to get to to wrap things up here on the show. If you'd like to duck in a late call, 880-5763. We'd be happy to do it. Also give us a, send us a tweet, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. 
couple storylines. The Heckle Cheat Sheet. How about that, Sal? Uh, the North it. Texas fans have a cheat sheet um, that they have and that they basically can just, you know, read off of and they tell all the fans, you know, hey, th- you should read this. It, it generated a ton of buzz on Twitter. Jeremy Caranco thought it was a snooze. Uh, Leo underscore minor fan said, I took it personal, even though they said not to make it personal. Mike Cuviello, our guy, he said, our fans should try to be this creative, LOL. Cesar Cubillo said, they had some weak smack talk the times I've been to the football game over there. I wonder if their basketball fans are a little bit better. Um, this is Misael at Wearing One. I remember back when we had a student section, we would have cards similar to this. Uh, Michael G. said, this was us 10 years ago, Chris and Joe Grisanti. And then uh, Jeffrey Bernstein tweeted us, very chesty for a program with four trips to the NCAA tournament with just one total win. One total win that they just came off of, and they're Against number Purdue. one in the uh, the yeah. conference. Okay, <laughs> and they're on my, they might be on hey, their way. Hey, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> Grant McCaslin, if it hadn't been for the co- the COVID pandemic that canceled the twenty twenty NCAA tournament, if he makes it this year, that could be three years straight. Wow, where he could have made it. I mean, that that twenty twenty year is always the what could have been for North Texas. Mm-hmm. They were the clear number one in the conference. You would say they were the clear favorites to win the tournament as well, uh, and they just couldn't complete it. It's the ultimate what if. What if uh, North Texas had three full years under McCaslin? Could that have been three trips to the NCAA tournament? We'll find out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. he has a really good chance this year. But uh, another thing too that. I guess just Conference USA in general, uh, whenever they, they've gone to the tournament, they're, they're on a recent stretch where team that makes it gets that first-round win, too. So would this be the first time? that let, Let's say North Texas is able to get there, right? Would this be the first time that it's not a surprise for a Conference USA team? If they're the, yes. a lower seed, which is more than likely going to be the case, um, if they make it, I'm thinking way ahead, but would they even be a favor? A team that's favored despite having a lower seed. I think uh, or yeah, a higher it's, seed. It's I don't interesting. Know what the but it's interesting. Is. I think North Texas is playing so well at this point, Sal, where we might have to have the discussion. I say this now, but we're probably not going to have the discussion about a two-bid league in Conference USA. We'll see. I think we're also getting ahead of ourselves there. Uh, but just wanted to nod Grant McCaslin's team. The, ch- yeah. the heckle cheat sheet, I thought it was funny. Um, we need more of that in college basketball, just period. I get it. The the people from yesteryear will say, well, we did it better, which I agree. But, you know, UTEP hasn't done anything recently as far as their fan goes. And mm-hmm. you can point the blame at the student section. You can point the blame at the fan base, what, whatever. Or you can point the blame at the school, whatever. It just point is it's not there. Adrian at Enemy Win 3 tweets us, Joe Golding has proved he's a good coach. One game over 500 would be good, and one win in the conference tournament would be great. That's where the bar is set, according to Adrian at Enemy Win 3. Uh, I agree. I think that's uh, pretty attainable, and I think that would be great, too. I, um, UTEP hasn't won a tournament game, which seems so easy, but hasn't won one in a, in a long time. A uh, couple other storylines to get to. The Miners only have two bigs, Sal. They're only running yeah. two bigs right now in Titus Verhoeven and Zarek Onyema. Uh, Kevin Kalu is completely out of the lineup. Bonky Maring isn't getting minutes. They, they're running with two guys, and when UTEP isn't getting production out of those two guys in stretches, uh, other p- opponents will feast 
down low in the paint. And that's what we saw today. We saw it today. We saw it against Louisiana Tech. We saw it against New Mexico State. Now, what do all those teams have in common? They're, they're really good, but that's something that they're going to do. If you make the game easy for them if or if uh, you know the, the game kind of comes to where they can take advantage time and time again, they're, they're going to they're gonna find that way to you know, the easy way out, so to speak. I, I hate using the word easy, but I mean, really, though, that's what these teams see. They, they see that there's an, a, a disadvantage, post a, a mismatch they could take advantage of, and they just feast time and time again, and North Texas, no difference tonight. Uh, actually, this is a perfect segue into the next part, which is our, my final storyline. Recruiting in an odd week, um, they don't have necessarily a deep pool of bigs at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Kevin Kalu as somebody you would hope to develop in years to come, but he's just not there now. I don't know if Bonky Marings is going to stick with this team, or if, if he comes back, how he develops with the minors. So I don't want to discredit that. Same with Onyema. Same with uh, what's, what's uh, the future with Titus. But I do want to say this week is about recruiting for Joe Golding early into the week and then getting back and uh, being and getting adjusted uh, ahead of Marshall on Sunday. They need a big. They need a big badly. You know, UTEP fans need to see a big uh, get offered by UTEP, and there needs to be buzz around this. That, that's all I'm going to say right there, and UTEP has to get into some recruiting battles and win them. So Joe Golding on the road this week, I'm curious to see what he finds uh, and what players he uh, he ends up offering, and we'll, we'll probably find out on social media and Twitter. So just want to yeah. say that a list atop the priority list is find a big. And, and you know what, too? I think uh, just in terms of uh, the recruiting in general, although you did drop a game to the top team in the conference, you could say, hey, that there's a six-game win streak. You you could be a guy who could be a tremendous part of, of success. You know, we're looking for, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. You could be, play a big part. So he Let's has some be real. success to write off on. Let's be real. You're right. And this is this might be the most success he's had on uh, for recruiting purposes right now. This is the best momentum he has to use for recruiting momentum right now. Mm-hmm. Because when he took the job, you're talking about him going on the road and trying to sell UTEP, which the previous coach left for an assistant coaching job at the Power 5 level. What does that say about UTEP? What does that say about this conference? It's not a good look. Let's be real it, about that. Okay, it's not, but I'll raise you this. Yeah, the the UTEP, the previous UTEP coach, Rodney Terry, left to Texas. Who did Joe Golding beat in the NCAA tournament? There you go. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's right, 880-5763, our telephone number. Uh, final storyline. <laughs> I love this. From some guy, Chris. Five games before Steve Kaplowitz wrote the article profiling Jarrell Satterfield. I love this story, by the way. This was <laughs> awesome. And I and I helped um, I, I was just like I didn't help in this story, but I, I helped promote this story and I remember reading it like crazy and really thinking, yeah, Jarrell Satterfield does have a good chance to try to get the single season three point shooting record. Five games before that article was written, uh, Jarrell Satterfield hit 54% of his shots, 56% from beyond the arc, averaged almost 12.5 per game. Since that article, the last four games, Jarrell Satterfield, 1 of 8 from the floor, 12%, 1 of 5 from three-point range, 20%, with just five points, averaging 1.25 points per game in the last four games. Yeah, it's a it's a curse right there. I'm gonna. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, but 
No, I was just going to say something that he definitely has to pick up. UTEP needs all the points that they could get. That's right. Exactly. We talked about it earlier. Jonathan Byers, I wonder why Kalu isn't getting minutes, but Maring is a bench warmer, and Hollins counts as a big to me for this team. He can stand his ground against opposing bigs. There we go. Uh, in the post. Eh, I, I don't know. I I think they're going to try to shorten their bench either way, and they want to roll with at least one or two. I thought Onyema was good tonight. I don't. I wasn't complaining about him. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, Jonathan Byers, I didn't read this tweet, but I think this is a good one. What exactly is Jamari Sibley's role on this team? Alfred Hollins looks like he deserves that four spot over Sibley, if you ask me. We can't. We we not. We uh, said this in the game because it seemed like Sibley. He was just in for the the tip off, and then he only played 18 minutes. He started this game. Yeah. Alfred Hollins plays 22. He plays the majority of the minutes at the four position. That's how you have to look at it. Uh, Jamari Sibley will come in. He'll be the tip in guy. I don't know if it's his wingspan or what, but he'll he'll get the tip for for the minors or try to, uh, and then they'll sub Alfred Hollins right in, and they'll probably play them. Almost even minutes, but they'll ride with the hot hand, which usually ends up being Alfred Hollins. It seems like that that spot though is deadlocked. It's one or the other, and they're just going to kind of um, you know go between both of those guys. Yeah, and I think Coach Golden is a guy who's going to you know take advantage of every how could I say this every bright spot from a guy and maybe today where it came to the uh, the tip off and, and having that immediate switch out was one of them and it worked out to a degree because UTEP was able to have the lead I want to say for majority of the first half and, and right. when North Texas got it back it was kind of back and forth and you know these teams uh, end up with 27 after one half of play but I mean if it's more of a strategic move it, it definitely worked out early on. 8805763 that's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. All right, let's get to some awards here on the show. Uh first off, our hot hand of the game award. This is brought to you by our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. Sal, I'll tee you up. Our hot hand of the game award recipient. Who's it going to? Hot hand award of uh hot hand award uh, for this one. I was going to butcher it all up, but I'm going to go with uh with Jamal Bienemy. I think he's a guy who got off to a right start in this game, was able to be the reason why UTEP was uh, getting those buckets and maintain that lead for a large, large portion of the first half. So, got to go with JB. JB with 15 first half points was held to just two in the second half. He is our hot hand of the game award recipient, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. You can keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso, the official supplier of champion heat and cooling products and to locate your nearest champion dealer visit the find a dealer tab online today at windsupplyelpaso.com player of the game award brought to you by keith southwest sal who's this going to uh you know who it's going to be we got to go with uh, the man sule boom uh, another uh Pretty efficient night, 8 for 16, came alive in the second half when the team was needing some buckets. At that point, North Texas was kind of just stretching things out, but when UTEP was uh, trying to get some buckets down the stretch to keep themselves alive, uh, Sule Boom was that guy. And also on defense, I mean, it's very, very tough to guard North Texas, but I think he's been been really solid and a major portion for the success on defense for this Miners team recently. Three steals, four rebounds, three assists, three turnovers for Sule Boom as he led the Miners in scoring and led everybody in scoring tonight. 20 points in this one. He is the player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest, who delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world 
all made here in El Paso. From prototype to manufacturing 50 million pieces, Keats Southwest is a trusted partner worldwide for aerospace, automotive, appliance, electronics, military, medical, and many more companies throughout the world. Learn more about Keats Southwest online today at KeatsSW.com. Sal, as we turn the page, look over to Sunday. No minor talk after that one. That has to be uh, said because we will be airing the coverage of the Rams taking on the Bengals. Marshall comes into this one 8-15. and 15. They're 1-9. and nine. Just the worst yeah. team in Conference USA not named UTSA right now. Uh, the Thundering Herd have struggled mightily. This game is try, tries to be an early tip-off at 1 o'clock here in El Paso to give minor fans a chance to watch the game and then go watch the Super Bowl. Uh, Sal, we, we talked about that one first thing. <laughs> yeah. Second thing, give me, your thoughts on, uh, give me your thoughts on Marshall. On Marshall, uh, this is a team that I mean, the bright spot for them, they have a win against UAB just a couple what? Of games ago. Yep. Wait, what? 84-81, to 81, Marshall with the win over UAB. But, Adrian, that's that's about it when it comes to Marshall's conference play. When, when we look down the, down the sheet for Marshall in terms of games, they had a tight one against Middle Tennessee, dropped it by two points, a uh, four-point loss against Florida International, four-point loss against North Texas. So this team can hang with the best of them. However, there's something that's missing on that team to kind of close things out. So it, it's going to be one of those games that if UTEP isn't prepared for, Marshall could, could, uh, you know, could pretty much ring their bell that night. Or if UTEP comes prepared with that same intensity that they displayed for large portions of the game against North Texas, I think the Miners will be able to handle them. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they'll be able to handle them. Any thoughts on uh, this game being on Super Bowl Sunday? It's ridiculous. I don't know what Judy McLeod is doing. Wh- what the hell are you up to? I mean, seriously. Come on, man. Super- we need to make some why calls is, to the league Why office. is the game on Sunday in the first place? This is not a UTEP why? thing. This isn't a UTEP athletics thing. A, a Don Haskins thing had zero has to them. Yeah. It's all, it all has to do with this great league and the league office out in, in, uh, in the DFW. Area. They're doing a tremendous job. I mean, from the referees all the way to scheduling conference games on yeah. Sunday, specifically Super Bowl Sunday, and two hours right before the coverage. Great job, Conference USA. I really, really would have hated uh, you putting that game maybe at 10 a.m. or something. 10 a.m. Sal, get breakfast the with your with the miners. Get everybody out at the Haskins Center. Then get everybody home early so they can plan the Super Bowl. It's not about the Super Bowl itself and the coverage. It's everything before that. It's making the dip. <laughs> it's making the food. It's hanging out with the family, getting a couple beers. Come on, man. Conference USA has ruined my life. It's ruined my life. I'm a Rams fan. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> I will be out there at the Haskins Center. I will be happy to be out there. I love going to home games. I don't care. I will dart home after that one, and I will watch the Rams win the Super Bowl. I'm not worried Ooh. at all. Uh, and, Sal, that, that'll that do it for us, man. You yep. feel good about the Rams getting it? Uh, honestly, man, I got to let you know this. Uh, I, I kind of uh, – No, 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 no. I have don't to. pick against the Rams. I ha- no. Okay. Let me tell you this. Let me let me tell you why. And I have I'm gonna win either way. Let's just get that knocked out right away. No. Lions are in the same animal family as tigers are. So I will win, and the Lions will win if the Bengals win. But of course, if the Rams win, Matt Stafford is there. But I'm gonna give you a story and let me know if I'm wrong. Okay. For this. Okay. Best man in my wedding. Uh, my best friend Froggy. Lifelong diehard Bengals fan. Mm. So I got to roll with him because when OKC played Miami in the finals, he was right there rooting for OKC with me. So I got to do that. But here's what I could do. I'll go for the Bengals first quarter, Rams second quarter, 
you know, and then Bengals third, Rams fourth. If it goes to overtime, I'll I'll have the left eye going for the Bengals and the right eye going for the <laughs> I love how you can't lose. I, I think America can't lose in this yeah, Super it's, it's Bowl. It's such That's, a good Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a great it is a great matchup, which I'm I'm thrilled about. Uh I love Joey B. I love uh Joe Cool. I don't like the Joe Brr. I don't like that. I I don't like that nickname. <laughs> uh I'm a big fan of Jamar Chase. I love I love the Rams. I love this Rams team. The Rams are just gonna win. It's it's just I I really don't have to say much. I'm I'm quite confident. I, I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, Matthew Stafford, thank you so much Detroit for giving us oh you're, you're welcome and I mean Matt and if people say Detroit's never been to a Super Bowl <laughs> they are absolutely wrong because Matt Stafford is Detroit and Matt Stafford's in the Super Bowl so there you take go. that for what it's worth but before we wrap things up uh, who do you have as your Super Bowl MVP Aaron Donald wow okay no I don't no know hesitation wow. no hesitation I don't know why I said wow that's a couple really sacks plays great disrupts uh Joe Joe uh Joe Cool Okay. It's, it's over. Rams got this. Hey, uh, North Texas got tonight 66-58 against the Miners. The Miners uh, sna- see their six-game win streak snapped tonight. Thank you to Angel Munoz producing our show. Thank you to Sal Montes uh, here on the show as well. And thank you to everybody who listened on the show. If you missed anything, check us out on Miner Talk on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Miners fall tonight. They're back in action Sunday against Marshall. For uh, Angel Munoz, for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Brada saying so long and Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.